0: god bless football billy god bless football, Stu guys listen i know we should probably start with uh you know the big game last night thursday night football the cowboys and the saints mm, uh should we yeah, yeah uh, uh, Debatable. Okay. Well we're not gonna start there because you were teasing me and telling me before we started recording here that Brian Kelly suddenly has a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think we're starting to see how he recruits.
0: I snorted.
3: <laughs> wow. He just shows up to people's houses and he tries to mimic the way that they talk so that he's relatable to them.
0: <laughs> he's an accent chameleon? <laughs> uh, not really, if you hear the accent that he used. He tried. When did Brian Kelly pull out his fake Southern accent? I
3: believe that it was at halftime of a right. basketball game yesterday. And Brian Kelly was brought out, I guess, to like excite the fans. Hey, Brian Kelly's here. Right. And he just starts talking in the middle of the court. And then he, he whips out this Southern accent that didn't exist before, especially when he says the word family for some reason. Um, and... and- <laughs> Brian Kelly he's like they start cheering for him he's like I haven't even won all of my games yet which is like oh God here we go Brian Kelly and then he has the accent and then you asked me after watching you're like where is he from
0: where is he from
3: he's from
1: Massachusetts
0: there is not an accent that is further away from a southern accent than the accent of someone from Massachusetts. Okay? Did he think like, <laughs> people weren't going to see it?
3: <laughs> did he think everyone was going to forget the way he spoke? Like, what was the
0: yes. plan here? Yes, he did. So you have a guy pretending, right? So he's from Massachusetts, went to the Midwest, went to Notre Dame, probably turned on the Midwestern charm, had a Midwest accent, Chicago accent, and now he's at LSU. Um, And now he has a southern accent. And so what you're telling me is Brian Kelly just walks into, depending on what region of the country uh, that he's in, he can change his accent on a moment's whim. Is that is that what we're saying here? I think that's his
3: strategy. If he goes to Texas, he has a Texas accent. If he goes back home to Massachusetts, he has a Massachusetts accent in New York he has kind of a New York accent down here in Miami he's calling everybody bro when he's trying to recruit them like i feel That's like this so is great. his move
0: i would love to hear a Miami Brian Kelly walk into a recruits home and try to talk the language the accent down here in miami
3: i would love brian kelly speaking <laughs> with miami <laughs> slang trying to get people <laughs> out of miami another thing to guys that can you that, work
0: uh, on this next week though can i i put, no, get sure yeah. brian
3: Kelly. i'll you. get i'll get brian kelly on to speak as no, so no, recruiting. Do. He,
0: you mock it up you do should it. <laughs> this is what we should
3: do we should okay. reach out to go and tell him look reach out to your friend brian kelly and right. tell him that we're not gonna hit him with any like uh hardball questions we're not gonna do anything like that but in exchange what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you a region and you need to say a sentence in that region's <laughs> accent
4: okay perfect
0: <laughs> i think i think he'll go for that <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, I love I love the confidence that you have that Golic will actually send that request oh, out to Brian. He no, he won't. He won't. Uh, in fact, we we need to tell Golik hey. Get Brian Kelly on. Tell him we're going to do a traditional interview, and then you and I will steer it in that direction, okay? Yes. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, that's hey, a good idea. Don't tell Golik. <laughs> yeah,
3: don't tell
0: We know Golik's not going to listen to this, so he'll never know. Okay, yeah,
3: yeah, good. no, he won't, get to, he won't get this far <laughs> in. Yeah.
0: Another thing that he did. We're one minute in, Bill. God bless Brian. Kelly. God, well. Eh, <laughs> <Nah>, not really. <laughs> Cowboy Saints, huh? Oh, my God. What a bad game. Taste some hell. Oh, I mean, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that should be I mean, he had four. He, okay, in Taysom
3: Hill's defense, if you he ran for hundred
0: yards. I mean,
3: well, and two of his four interceptions, which is a ridiculous thing to say, but two of his four interceptions, one of them I think bounced off of Kenny Stills, and the other one was tipped at the line. But either way, I mean, are we done with Taysom Hill yet, or what's going on there?
0: Well, so he had the uh, he had a like a fractured middle finger. It was all taped up on his throwing hand, right? So that made it. That made it difficult. I think he's the first quarterback ever to uh, to rush for 100 yards. and Well, he's the first player ever to rush for 100 yards and throw four interceptions in the same game. <laughs> I don't even know. That. Is that a good stat? No, it's a terrible stat. <laughs> well, part of it's good, but my, I mean, at least he ran for 100 yards. Yeah. The Cowboys is good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It seems
3: to be the theme this year. I
0: don't know if this yeah. team is good. I think I know that Arizona's good. I know Tampa Bay. If they're healthy, they're good. I thought Dallas would be that third team or fourth team, if you want to include Green Bay, that I knew something about. But they're sitting at eight and four. They've lost three or four. Uh, Washington's won three straight. Again, they play them twice. I mean, I have no idea. If <laughs> Washington did won
3: three straight to get to five and six.
0: I know, but they're still like they're still in that division, I guess, only because they they haven't played the Cowboys yet, so they still play them twice. So I guess. I guess they have a chance. And I'm looking at Washington's wins. They beat <laughs> they beat the Buccaneers, which was impressive. Uh, they beat the Panthers, and then they beat the uh, Seattle Seahawks. So uh, I don't know if Dallas is good. I have no idea if the football team is good. All I know is that Arizona is good, Billy. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. I know Arizona is good. I know the Bucks are good, and that's about it. That's all so, I know. Speaking that's of it. Arizona, St. Yeah. exciting episode today. Yes.
3: We have the Cardinals... Starting quarterback.
0: Well, the last three so, weeks. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was trying to drag <laughs> that out a little bit. Well, and he might be playing this week, although you won't find out when we talk to him because we didn't ask him. I mean, <laughs> Colt McCoy is going to join us on God Bless Football. Uh, he is a former Texas quarterback, as is our friend Chris Sims, so they are friendly, and uh, Colt McCoy is going to join us. Oh, also, if you
3: want to compete against us in Daily Fantasy, dkngco lebitard Last week, another one of those weeks for me. I was well, riding happened. a high. I thought I was, yep. you know, the week before it finished because you in
0: finished in the, the money the week before, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, right. I did. Last you week, you won a dollar. <laughs> I won six dollars.
0: Oh, six dollars! I, I doubled $8. my money. Right,
3: I yes. doubled my money. So I put in three. I won six. If I would have, you know, done that. Five hundred thousand times, I would have won a million dollars.
0: Yes, yes. But I didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't.
3: Also, if I would have done that five hundred thousand times, then I bet there would have been like a long tie. So I wouldn't have been in the two hundredth place or whatever it was. Right.
0: Right?
4: Yeah.
3: Yes. And I think there's only like a thousand people that can compete in our league. So I couldn't have done that anyway. <laughs>
0: Uh, how did I do last week? Do we know? I, I don't uh, know. Well, I, this is the thing. Why I thought I had a good week. I mean, why do you
3: think I'm going to go through a thousand I people's results and know where it is that you've finished? <laughs>
0: You know that the- I, I ask you every week. Too.
3: <laughs> you ask me two things every week. How did I do? And can you send me the link? And it's like, you have the app. You just go on there and redo it every week. It's not that complicated. Woody at one point sent me a screenshot that he was like in 14th place. And then I think I asked him, how did you finish? And it was not in 14th place.
0: <laughs> it's that old, uh, you know, you take a lot of guys in the one o'clock slate. Yeah. All top to the first yeah. place, not realizing that there are a ton of experts out there who have all the guys in the four o'clock yeah. games. Uh, all right. So we're doing it again this week. I'm going to win it this week. Billy. There
3: You're going to win the whole thing.
0: Top 20. Let's call it. Okay. Yeah, anyway, sure. tell, t- tell the listeners how to play again, because we have a good time every week playing in this thing.
3: Go to DKNG.co slash or we'll also tweet out a link and you know, you just click that link and you can join, sign up for DraftKings. You'll have an account. And then once you have your account, you can just join every week. And it's it's pretty simple.
0: All right, so the Cowboys won. Uh, They had lost a couple of straight headed into last night, so they win, I guess, right the ship, at least for now. Uh, Notre Dame is going to announce their head coach uh, today. Mike Golik's going to join us uh, to talk about that. Chris Sims is going to join us as well, so there's... There's a lot going on. But from last night, the Cowboys win, and Brian Kelly has a fake accent. And so, Billy, take the audience where we're going next. Who are we going to first?
3: Well, we're going to go from one southerner to another. We're going to go talk to Colt McCoy.
0: <laughs> Colt McCoy is from Texas.
3: Well, so is Brian Kelly if the Texas job becomes available. <laughs> Colt McCoy is actually from New Mexico.
0: What? So Colt McCoy is on the phone with us right now, okay? Your boy. Oh, man. Okay, now you can't see him, but you'll be able to hear him in just a second. But we were asking him what kind of mentor you were, and he said he never heard from you and never saw you. Period. End of discussion. (laughs) Explain yourself, Chris. I got nothing to explain. He's damn right
2: about that. He's right. I mean, he, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm a lot older than him, and I watched his career very closely, and I still do. I mean, he's the man, but I've only got a chance to meet him one time, and that was when he was with the Washington football team, and you know, as I have told you guys there before, like I haven't gone back to Texas much I went back like my second year in the NFL, that was 2004 I haven't been back since and therefore, I'm not the greatest mentor in the world, but I am a Colt McCoy fan, and I did hear him and he's my mother- Man, what up, Cole?
5: How you doing, man? <laughs> What's up? Oh, I'm all good. Don't let them get on you like this, bro. I, I told them I watched Sims when I was in high school and uh, before I was ever getting recruited. And, you know, I watched Texas because I liked Sims. And then uh, John Bianco, or SID, SID, was there, and he always he loved Chris Tucks. So he would show me, like, Chris Tuck, interviews. And so I, that's how I would know about Chris. He didn't come around much, which was, there were was some crazy things going on at, at UT that I don't even know about, but I guess since Major was probably the running back's coach, since wasn't coming around. <laughs> That's damn right. You got
2: that right. Look at him. He's all smart and shit. Look at him. You're, you're, no, I mean... Chris, why There's can't some... you just
3: pick up the phone and call Colt? Why do we have to go through SIDs? <laughs> What's
0: the No? You're right. <laughs> I, I know. I
3: mean,
2: I, I look like a real <laughs> asshole
0: here, don't I? I know. <laughs> Not that we're trying oh, to make you look <laughs> like an asshole or anything. It's okay. I'm good at it myself. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So I'm going to start with uh, Colt here, and then we'll go to Chris. How happy were you, Colt McCoy, when you learned of the news that Lincoln Riley was leaving Oklahoma?
5: i couldn't believe it i was actually shocked i mean now that it's been a few days the news is kind of sinking in like you know i don't know how how you feel about it chris going to the sec and all that but i mean lincoln leaving that changes the whole landscape of college football really a
2: hundred percent i i'm like i'm like cold i was kind of shocked too you know i know usc like and the laurels of college football is is amazing but damn so is oklahoma I know, I mean, that it's a special school. Right. I mean, there's really been very few times in, in my lifetime where they haven't been a top-notch team. So I was a little surprised, too. I don't know. And, you know, I, I guess maybe he thought, hey, the Pac-12, I can go there and he could dominate and be that landmark school. Maybe he felt like with the SEC move to Colt's point that it was just, you know, going to be too much competition, too much of a recruiting battle, too hard to, like, stand out on a yearly basis. Uh, you know, that and between the, the cash I hear he got, I'm sure that, that persuaded him big time to go to USA.
5: Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, probably an opportunity. He just didn't feel like he could pass up a new challenge. Uh, but as far as, you know, I don't know how I feel about the SEC move, but at least the Texas OU game isn't going anywhere. And Lincoln leaving, I think, gives us an advantage for
0: sure. Yeah. Colt, I'm wondering how often uh, Kyler Murray does something to make you feel like an inferior athlete. <laughs>
5: Frequently.
0: Frequently. <laughs> what's the he's... What's the most impressive thing you've seen Kyler Murray do? Is
5: there is there like one thing that stands out? I mean, he just he does things like athletically. Um, I don't know if any. I mean, he's very fast. Nobody knows how fast he is because he never ran a forty, but he's fast. I, I'd put him up against pretty much anybody on our team, but he's he's quick. Like, there's a lot of guys that kind of can get going and go fast. Like, he just – he does something. We ran a play er, – the very first game of the year we were at Tennessee where we were running like a – we were like fake inside zone left and keep – like QB keep right with the guard – right guard kind of pulling and kind of lead blocking. Well, they walked we, – they walked two outside the tackle on the right side. And he made the first guy miss and ran around the other guy. And then it, it he yeah. scored by like 10 yards. And I'm like – I can't do that. Like, there's no <laughs> nobody else. Nobody else who can do that. Like, I'm I'm just checking the run opposite way, and he just lets it ride. Him. Just does things that he's so gifted. And but what I'll say about Kyler is he's gifted athletically in all those ways. But for me, playing quarterback, the most important thing, and I think Chris, you would agree, is, is how you got to be accurate. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. You got to be able to throw different balls, different arm angles, and be accurate. And he's deadly. He's deadly accurate, which he doesn't get enough credit for.
2: Yeah, agreed with that. He is. He's, he's a top-notch thrower. He's one of the better throwers in football. There, there's no doubt about that. And, like, wait, Colt, so I want to ask you, when you're talking, like, I mean, first off, you guys got some super freaks on your team. So you'd say you put them up there against anybody. And, like, I want to – when you say the quickness, like, we're talking, like, some of the top slot receivers that you've played within your career, that type of quickness in yeah, person yeah, and I everything?
5: Think, I don't know of anybody that can beat him in, like, a 10-yard sprint like lineup, right. you're running the soccer team, don't I, there's nobody that can beat them, I I guarantee. You.
1: Like maybe so, at so, 40,
5: there's you well, know maybe, but at, right. the, the burst, the quickness that first 10, like I'd put them up against anybody. All
2: right, wait, I want to jump in and ask you this cuz I am like I'm intrigued by your team. You got a team full of like freaky athletes. No disrespect to any of them out there cuz they're all amazing. I just want to know like in your mind, like who's the freakiest? You got Isaiah Simmons, Buddha Baker, Deon Andre Hopkins, D.J. Green, Zavin Collins, Chandler Jones. I mean, it's a freak show. Like, if you had to pick one, and I know they're all awesome. Like, who who is
5: it? Yeah, I mean, listen, I got to play three games. You know, stepped in and played or whatever. I didn't play with DeAndre at all. I mean, that would have been amazing, right? He he's coming off the hamstring, but he's uh, played with those receivers that like you just feel like you can put the ball anywhere around them, and like they're it's even if it's contested, they're gonna figure out a way to make the catch right right that's sort of how tyler and i feel about hop like he runs good routes he finds ways to get open he's real savvy but it's like he's never covered you know there yeah. may be a guy on him you know but like you throw it and then all of a sudden it's just he, he he makes the catch i just haven't played with guys like that have like, like that catch radius you, you throw it low throw it high throw it anywhere right around him he's almost going to get it every time aj's great christian kirk is great rondell is you know, run great routes. Um, Zach Ertz, our tight end baller, right? All these guys, you know, I think, but with with Hawk, he can just, like, throw it up. Yeah. And he, he makes it right. You know, and that's, that's a safety net for, for Kyler and for Cliff when he's calling plays. All of just he's special.
0: Colt, I will say this. Don't sell yourself short, man. Like, Kyler's 7-1 as a starter. You're 2-1 as a starter. Uh, same amount of losses, and you got your wins without DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, perhaps you're the better quarterback, huh? You know.
5: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Kyler, Kyler came back to practice this week, you know, and, and uh, you know, he's been around great. He, he, we did some uh, kind of one-versus-one type stuff, and he, he made a couple of throws today that I was just like, good night like right okay that's vintage that's vintage k1 right there like he just he has a great feel for the game you know i i, th- I think he's doing a lot better
0: does kingsbury think he's the best looking guy in the team does 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 he think that <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does sorry chris go ahead <laughs> no it's funny question <laughs> it, i know
2: it's a great question <laughs> you guys because you know what i give shanahan uh issues all the time with that same thing i go damn you're the third best looking coach in the NFC West now. <laughs> Kingsbury and McVay are more handsome than you.
4: I mean, yeah.
5: damn. You're Yeah, I've been I've been with Sean, you know, Sean and I are real tight, was with him for four years in Washington, you know, and with Cliff and they're battling it out to see who who who's, who's top notch. So when we played LA and Cliff walked out and he had his shades on, he just had a little swag to his walk, I was like, This guy's about to dial them up today.
2: No <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait I, I want to ask Colt one question. I'm sorry to cut you off. Cause I'm, no, yeah. I'm really interested to hear this. Like I know he's more in touch with Texas. If you could like pinpoint one issue with the program or, you know, whatever it is to you that why, like, why the hell can't we get like some top notch players in there anymore? Like what, what would be your <laughs>
5: assessment of that? Dude, that's the million-dollar question. I watched a little bit this year, and I just think it's depth. I think yeah. there's still like elite guys. You look at the freshman receiver that you know broke all the records. Right. There's um, there's skill guys. There's five-star skill guys. They're at depth on the O-line and D-line, dude. It's embarrassing. Damn. You know, it is. There's somebody gets hurt or or banged, like the. You know they're not winning the line of scrimmage in any game. And right. That's, that's hard to do. Like. I th- I think they're gonna be all right. Look, you know, you keep firing coaches and all that like you gotta give Sark a chance, man. Give him a couple years. Let him get some of his recruits in. He's he's super sharp, offensive minded guy. Yeah. Like, I know he wants to win. He's got a great staff. Like they they just need to get get some depth, get some guys in there and, and uh you know, hopefully they that turns it around. But again, like you're moving to the SEC. If we play in the SEC, man, we would yeah just destroyed right now. Right. I know. I know. Yes, he sees all
2: about offensive and defensive line depth.
5: Yeah. That's so what I'm saying. Like, you, you got to be able to run a call. Like, we just, every time we tried to run, dude, it, was, it just, it looked bad.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, Colt, uh, get out of here. Go to your meetings, okay? I mean, you would agree, you'd rather stay here than go to the meeting, let's be honest, right?
5: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no
0: doubt. <laughs> All right. We, uh, we'll All tell right, Kingsbury that. <laughs>
5: hey,
2: good luck, Colt. Good luck, man. I'm rooting okay. for you. Stay ready this week. You don't know. Stay your ass ready. I'm rooting for you, man. I know, man. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. All
0: See right. You, thank you, Colt. Appreciate it. Sims, that's so delightful. What a nice story. Colt McCoy went to the University of Texas because of our friend Chris Sims. What a great story. You
6: know, story.
2: Yeah, he, he said that to me when I met him, you know, and it was. It, it was really nice. And I, You know, when he said it to me, I kind of was like, oh, maybe he's just buttering me up and being nice. But I'd been told it by other people that that was like a a legit reason. And uh, it is nice. Man, he's easy to root for. You see how good of a guy he is. You know, he's always ready when his number's called. He had an unbelievable career at Texas. He really did. He's had a few bad breaks in the NFL. Like, you know, about to be a starter, gets hurt a few times. So I feel for him that way. But really nice of him to say and – He knew there was like some weirdness between me and Texas. He knew they mistreated me in some ways. And then, you know, yeah, like I've always been vocal. I I didn't necessarily love the way Major Applewhite treated me early on in my career there. We ended off on a good note. Um, But yeah, it bothered me. And it bothered me that for the majority of my time there, I always got viewed as the Yankee or whatever. And the fan base favored Major Applewhite, even though, I don't think anybody on that team would debate that I was the leader of the team, the hardest worker, the guys getting the seven-on-seven seven together, and, of course, the more talented one. So I am bitter at the Texas fans still. And it'll be hard for me to go back. I'm not I'm not going to lie. Damn. Yeah, damn is right. There you go. <laughs> I lost to Oklahoma and came back, right, and my car had the word Yankee keyed in the side of the left two doors. And it was just always shit like that. So, yes, like, I had a great time there. It was a great school. I had great friends. But, yeah, there was some times there where I don't think the coaching staff handled the ma- Major Applewhite and Me situation correctly. And if you're a fan of Texas, you're not a fan of Texas if you root for the team when Major's a quarterback and then you root against it when I'm the quarterback.
0: And to those people, I just say, you, you're not a Texas fan. I love you. Yeah. I, I say You don't give a flying what anyone thinks about you sims i love it well i just my family and my friends after that i don't really care much so chris it's interesting because we don't know much about the nfl uh we really don't like especially this season but i feel like the one thing we can all say with some degree of confidence is colt mccoy's team is good regardless of who plays quarterback mccoy kyler murray that team might be the most talented team in the nfl
2: uh, I think you're, you're right about that. I think they're right in that discussion with the Bucks probably as being the most talented team when the, when the Bucs are that healthy. You know, that's where I give, like, Steve Kime, the GM, and Cliff Kingsbury a lot of credit. Kime with some really key additions the last two years in free agency. He killed it with a few draft picks that really put them over the edge. And then Kingsbury, you know, he expanded his offense. I think that's the thing that jumps out to me where it was, oh yeah, four wide receivers and we're just going to throw, 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 throw and these quick throws and it was kind of predictable. The NFL caught on to it. That's why they kind of fizzled out at the end of the year last year. But now he's expanded to have more avenues to, oh, you're going to play us this way? All right, I can do this. We can run the ball this year. I'll stay patient with it. Oh, you know, you're going to play off in coverage? We'll throw. I got a whole short passing game and wide receiver screen game to take advantage of it. And that's why I was asking him about You know, those guys on the team, I mean, the running backs, the tight ends, the receivers, freak shows, the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Buda, Baker, Isaiah, Simmons, you know, the other safety, Thompson, 34. Of course, you know, the pass rushers, there's uh, they are and they're creatively coached on both sides of the ball. For some reason, they're under the radar because of the Cardinals. But your your assessment's 100 percent.
0: You're not buying that bullshit with Kingsbury going to Oklahoma, right? Like That's just a leverage play right there. Like, he's got to go too good here. Yeah, right? That's the point. Like,
2: I'm sure he would like to coach Oklahoma. I, I don't deny that aspect. But it's set up for you to go on a 10-year run right now in yes. Arizona. Like, you don't leave that. In my opinion, you don't. And, and, you know, my thought, too, is, like, you'd have to pay me, like, considerably way more money to go coach in college and recruit and talk to moms and dads and be a babysitter and all that like get the f- out of here with that stay exactly where you are he's got it rolling and it's set up to be like rolling for a little while here
0: i want to read you a stat here on two and then just get your thoughts on how he's played as of late the dolphins have won four straight not against great teams but they've won four straight uh but two has played particularly well this is courtesy of field yates Tua completed 27 of 33 passes, 81.8% on Sunday, making him just the fourth quarterback in NFL history to complete at least 80% of his passes in back-to-back games with at least 30 attempts. Tua has now completed 70.5% of his passes this season, second yeah. in the NFL. It's
2: pretty is good. good, Chris. There, it is. Listen, he's done some good things. You know, but like completion percentage is one of the more overrated uh, stats in the game right now. You know, I'll, you know, again, like Drew Brees as awesome as he was. His completion percentage was off the charts the last few years. He couldn't make a play with his right arm, you know? So that's where you got to get into it a little bit to where, okay, against the lower class teams, completion percentage will work. At some point, you're going to play some teams that are well coached and got talent and take away a lot of those short throws. Now, what are you going to do? And that's still the question in my opinion, but he's playing really good. They've set the offense up. I mean, we know the defense is balling, but they've set the offense up and you guys watch the Dolphins enough where they kind of like, hey, they they got some snap, mo, you know, motions, they're doing speed sweeps so they spread you out horizontally and then it opens up the 6-yard throw, the 8-yard throw over the middle. But again, you know, that that's all good and I I understand that, but at the same time, like anybody go watch the highlights of last week. And tell me how many throws that you really look at and go, oh, wow, nobody else in football could do that. And I don't mean to disrespect, but I'm just being realistic about the situation. You can win with Tua. I've always said that. It's just got to be a certain support system around him. He's not going to be able to Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, wait, the defense has a good plan. They're covering us today. I'll still throw lasers in there and make those plays. That's not going to
0: happen. I think we I'm glad you brought that up. You can win with Tua because I think we need to start reassessing how we assess this position because they're not all going to be Justin Herbert. Right. They're not all going to be Patrick Mahomes. But to your and they're not all going to be Kyler Murray's. But to your point Tua is good enough to win a Super Bowl with. You don't need to be great. Just needs to be good enough. Two is good enough. Baker, to me, is yes. good enough with the right surroundings right. where a team led by Baker Mayfield could win right. a Super Bowl, right?
2: right. You're 100%. We, we, we put too much on the quarterback right now. It, it's it is. It's crazy. Yeah. It's the ultimate team sport. We've all boiled it down to one guy, and it's just not realistic. Tom Brady is not as good as everybody thinks he is. He's awesome, but he's been in some great support systems. That makes him look awesomer. I mean, yes. Nobody's thrown to more wide-open receivers in the history of football than Tom Brady. Nobody. nobody. He's been as protected as anybody in the history of football. The numbers back that up. You need help. And not to say that to Tom Brady, but you're like, well, I'm just also like what I always go back to with that type of thing and going back to the team thing, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. He's a third-string quarterback. Blake Bortles (laughs) went to the AFC Championship game. Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl. So to your point, you're exactly right. Listen, Phil Simms wasn't John Elway, but Phil Simms was good enough, and you put the stuff around him, he could beat John Elway on a Sunday. you know. So that's where people got to get out of this. Not everybody's going to get the Herbert, the Aaron Rodgers, the Josh Allen. No. Uh, unfortunately for Tua, where he gets back on, and it's not really his fault, is the fact that he was drafted in front of Herbert, or he was a top five pick. He was overdrafted. And that's not his fault. That's all the idiot evaluators out there that thought he was special. That's their fault. They're dumb for that. But you can. I'm with you. You can win with Tua. You can. It's just. It's not going to be all about Tua. And let's make him the main feature of the offense type of winning.
0: No, Sims. Nothing would make me happier than you saying Tom Brady is overrated. Well, nothing. Well, like
2: (laughs) I I always, I'll say that to you. You know, I, I, you know. Tom Brady is awesome. He's just not as awesome as everybody thinks. That's what I, I, I try to tell like my friends or, or people I'm around. You know, Again, you're seeing New England's got it going. The things I told you are statistically true. Nobody's thrown to the first read more. Nobody's had more separation with receivers more in the history of, of football, period. You put Tom Brady up in Buffalo right now and tell him to work the Josh Allen offense with that support, Negative Ghost Rider. They will not be as good, period. I mean, again, if you flipped Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady in the Super Bowl last year, what do you think the score of that game would have been? 100 to 10? I mean, come on. (laughs) People are insane. They're insane. And Brady's awesome. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm trying to make the point of, yes, he's great, but just because he won Super Bowls doesn't, like, make him that much greater than everybody else. Joe Montana won four Super Bowls. Definitely. Not a top five quarterback in the history of the sport. Not in my opinion. Just because you won Super Bowls doesn't just make you like the greatest God's gift ever. Best quarterbacks I've seen in the history of football. Top five would be Aaron Rodgers would be my one. John Elway would be my two. Brady is three. Manning is four. And Marino at five, with a close one between Marino and Brett Favre. That, that, that would be the, the top five in the history of the sport, in my opinion.
0: Well, wow. uh, listen, I think you should do a top 50 quarterbacks of all time list and leave Brady off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. People think I'm such a Brady hater, but he's just a great example to use for it's a team sport. It's not always about him. He got to go to 10 Super Bowls. I know that. But in five of those AFC Championship games, he was outplayed by the other quarterbacks. I mean, shit, last year, the best quarterback in the field is Aaron Rodgers. Brady had a meltdown in the fourth quarter, but they won the game because the rest of the team played good. <laughs> you know, like how quiet
0: Billy's been, by the way. There, I, whoa, oh, disc- where are you at, Billy? Yeah, what yeah. is this? What are you doing? I'm at the,
3: uh, I'm at the studio. <laughs> Don't get excited. There's still no, like, uh, curtain or excitement behind me. There's just that boring white wall. By the way, I was going to tell you, I think the way that you've played the uh, the Colt McCoy situation, Heady play, you know what I mean? Because getting uh, get a little little stalkerish vibes from him with you, you know what I mean? So it's good to have like a little bit of distance and separation between the two of you. Like let's just communicate through others, big fan, I support you, but like, you know, <laughs>
2: Uh, yes. Thanks, thanks a lot. I don't know. Why would he want to stalk me? I, he uh, I seemed don't to really like
3: he you. He seemed like, to really like you. you wow. for Halloween right. every year. Stuff and like and that. And you
0: were never he's, there for him, since. you were never yeah, there I for know, him. Right. <laughs> Check him out. <laughs> Unbuttoned podcast. Football Night in America. PFT with Mike Florio. Uh, you have concerns here with uh with Russell Wilson, Chris? Any concerns here? I mean, not big time concerns. You
2: know, first off. The finger he hurt, right? The middle finger, even though he's back playing, very important finger for control and grip of the football. So I'm not surprised the ball comes out of his hand a little off target at times. It can't be totally 100% normal yet. I know he's got amazing healing power, but there's just no way. So I'm not surprised he's missed a few throws. He went a long time without throwing or playing. That's hard. And here's the base comment here. Their offense sucks. I mean, yeah. I don't – you know, it, they don't ever get them in rhythm. They never give them easy throws. They run the ball on first down every drive. When you look at the replays of their their pass plays, it's like you run straight, you run straight, and you go down the middle and just go a little to the left. I mean, there's no creativity And so it's hard to play quarterback in that offense. It is. And then their defense lets up long drives and you're on the sideline. So, yes, he's off his game, but there's a lot of issues in Seattle.
0: Uh, Rams, any concern? Is that a Stafford thing? Is it a team thing? They've lost three straight. I think four weeks ago people would have said, hey, that's my pick out of the NFC for the Super Bowl. People are no longer saying that. What's going on there with Stafford?
2: Stafford's off for sure. I mean, he's not – I mean, Stafford's missing throws where – I'd go, man, average quarterbacks hit that. Matthew Stafford hits that you know, 999 times out of 1,000 with his eyes closed. So I do think he's a little banged up, and they're not letting us in on that. They're not running the ball as well. The biggest thing is they just got to stop making stupid mistakes early in the games and putting themselves behind the eight ball before things get going. you know. And then defensively, they got to change a little bit. They got to create more chaos. They get a little too simple. On the back end, you got Jalen Ramsey. He's making $20 million a year. Have him cover the best receiver or the second best receiver and then use the other six guys in the secondary to do creative things. That, to me, is like one of the things that bothers me about them. And, yeah, some of those stars got to make some, make, some, make some plays that way. But I think the biggest thing is the mistakes. I'm not panicked as far as, like, oh, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I still think that's going to happen. I just – are they one of the best teams in football? No, not the way they're playing right now. They look like a, a wild card team.
0: Unbutton Podcast, Football Night in America, PFT with Mike Florio uh, every week here, thankfully, on God Bless Football. Uh, Sims, we love you. Thank you for doing this every week, and we hope you enjoyed a little, a little catching up time with your boy Colt McCoy that you did. That's right. It was awesome. I thank you.
2: <laughs> Seriously, I am, I am. was. it was great to catch up with him.
0: It is time for this week's edition of Stu Got's Championship Weekend in college football. Very exciting weekend, all lines. Or courtesy of our friends, our partners, our great friends over at DraftKings. We love them. Billy, the least efficient man I know, told me to be efficient, told me to get through these quickly. Therefore, I will get through these quickly, and I'm not doing it quickly by telling you that Billy told me to get through them quickly. Let's get to the game. Championship weekend. I'm going to pick them all. All the major ones, at least. We start with San Diego State and Utah State. San Diego State is minus six. I have them winning the game by 14 points. They cover the spread. We go to the SEC Championship game. Alabama getting six and a half points against Georgia. Everyone says Georgia has the best defense in the country. You know what I say? Do it against Alabama. I have Bama winning the game outright and winning the SEC. Alabama wins by a field goal. Houston, plus 10 and a half. They're taking on Cincinnati. Cincinnati, all the pressure in the world. Houston's a really good team. Only one loss this season. I have Cincinnati winning, but I have Houston covering the spread. Cincinnati wins by four points. Michigan, fresh off their big victory over Ohio State, where we celebrated Jim Harbaugh for beating Ohio State for the first time in six tries. Congratulations. Congratulations. He was brought there to beat him every year. Uh, He's finally got a chance to make it to the playoffs. They take on Iowa. Listen, the only coach that bothers me more in the Big Ten than Jim Harbaugh is Kirk Ferentz. Therefore, I am going to take Michigan because they're really, really good this year. Michigan by 17 points over Iowa. Wake Forest plus three against Pitt. I have the Deeks winning the game outright. They're getting three. I have the Demon Deacons winning by seven points. Listen, I hate betting against Appalachian State ever since they beat Michigan like a, I don't know, 100 years ago. But Louisiana is pretty good. They're getting three points. I have Louisiana winning the game outright by four points. Oregon, Pac-12 championship game against Utah. I have Oregon. They're getting two and a half points. They will win the game by seven points. And finally, Baylor, plus five and a half, taking on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State for the chance to make it to the playoffs. They win the game. They win it by a field goal to keep their hopes alive. We go to the NFL. Got six games and a teaser of the week for you. How about that? Dolphins minus four and a half over the Giants. Dolphins win by 10 points. Raiders at home minus two and a half over the football team. Are the Raiders for real? They are this week. They win by 10 points at home. The Rams minus 12 and a half against the Jaguars. The Rams bounce back after three losses. They win by 17 points. Buffalo, minus two and a half against the Patriots. Buffalo reminds everyone who's the best team in that division. The Bills win by seven points. Steelers, plus four over the Ravens. I have the Steelers winning the game at home outright. How about that? They win by a field goal. Why? Mike Tomlin and football. That's why. The Chiefs, minus nine and a half off a bye week at home. Against the Broncos, the Chiefs win by 13 points. And finally, the teaser of the week. You take the Chiefs, you get them down to three and a half points. You take the Rams, you get them down to six and a half points. Rams at home against the Jags. Chiefs at home against the Broncos. That is the teaser of the week, I believe. I am five and oh, teasers of the week. In fact, I haven't lost a game all year. How about that? Anyway, those are your picks for this week. Happy championship weekend. Good luck, everyone. Getting into some uh, some football here, Mike. And I want to start with college real quick. Yeah. Um, we had you on our show earlier this week. You were fantastic uh, once Brian Kelly decided to leave Notre Dame and and go to LSU, and I'm wondering, Mike, is the administration, because it seems like they are, are they upset with Brian Kelly for leaving that job? Because that job, as Mikey A put it when we had John earlier this week, that's a final destination job, yeah. and he just broke Newt Rockney's record, and it seems like the administration is a bit upset with him.
1: So I, I would say I would use the word shocked first, right? because it caught everybody off guard, because you're right, nobody left the Notre Dame job. It was like... You did it and then retired, or you did it until you got fired. That right. was kind of what Notre Dame was. So I think, without a doubt, this, this was shock. Uh, and if he was on a recruiting trip, you know, with a couple of other coaches, and you know, on, on the way back, you know, that that's when it all happened. You know, got the phone call that it, that it was going to happen. Um, so I, I think shocked was the bigger word. Stunned that he would leave Notre Dame. Uh, But as I I said, you know, everybody has their different reasons. And I really think for Brian Kelly, and he said it in the introductory speech at LSU to the players, I wanted to coach the best players who had some of the best facilities around, who played in the best conference. And he does, he will coach some of the best players in college football. They have an unbelievable facility and they do play in the best conference. So that's something I really think. That national championship missing is a big thing for Brian Kelly. Now he probably doubled his salary. That doesn't suck either. So that that comes into play as well. <laughs> sure. uh, because for those that think Notre Dame was paying uh, Brian Kelly nine and a half million dollars, it's not not a chance that that's happening. So those are his reasons. It, it just sucks because of how it all plays out. All of a sudden you're gone from a team, but. You know, it kind of has to happen at this time because in two weeks is the early signing period. So you want to be at that new school so the recruits see you're there and know who your coach is going to be. It stinks for a Notre Dame, it stinks for an Oklahoma, you know, where where Lincoln Riley left where all of a sudden now you don't have that head coach. But now Notre Dame, you know, it's going to be Marcus Freeman who was there one year as a D coordinator, came from Cincinnati. Uh, So, you know, all the other talk can basically stop. They kept it in house there. And I think an interesting thing of all of this, guys, is the fact, one thing a coach likes to do when he goes somewhere else is take the assistance. At this point, nobody has left, Mm. nobody. So that says something about what those coaches feel about Notre Dame and maybe a little something about what they think about Brian Kelly.
4: You're certainly the expert when it comes to Notre Dame. You're certainly the football expert. But this question might actually be better for Billy. How do you have that conversation on a recruiting trip knowing you're going to leave? Is it like, you know, you should come to Notre Dame or
0: don't, you know, or, or you don't have to. It's really not a big deal. How do you have that awkward conversation? He was, he was in someone's living room.
1: I mean. <laughs> Man, I, I, I wish I knew the answer to that. I don't know how you do it because... It didn't just happen on that trip. It just didn't happen right before he got back on the PJ to go uh, with the other couple coaches to go back home. This had to be going on for a while, so you're right. He's sitting there talking to a recruit or two, knowing he's probably going to leave. But again, Brian Kelly's not the first to do this. This goes on now. This is just accepted practice. That's why every recruit, every 17- or 18-year-old and their parents should know when that coach is sitting in your living room, that they could be gone, in this case, in a matter of hours. In another case, in a year. In another case, three years. So, the coach, you sign that's why they always say, sign with the school, not with the coach. But that's hard, because a lot of players see coaches have success winning and sending their guys to the next level, so they want to play for a certain coach, but that coach you know, can sit there and say, this is my dream job. I'm never gonna leave. You gotta take all that with a grain of salt because it can change in an absolute heartbeat and they can be gone.
3: I like to imagine that he was going and doing all these recruiting trips, like in neutral colors or like he had like tape over the <laughs> logos or whatever. They're like what coach, why is that? There's like, Oh no, don't worry about that. And then would just say like very vague things like, yeah, there's going to be a spot for you on the team next year, but never mentions the university. It's like, I'll find a place for you. I can't wait to coach you. But the kid has no idea that he's really talking about like, Another state, another school. Oh, yeah. Notre
1: Dame is
4: certainly a school.
1: <laughs> Listen, I guarantee you, the guys he was recruiting while this was all going on, he's now recruiting probably the same guys that come How'd to you LSU. Feel about
3: Louisiana? Yeah,
1: way. I mean that—that's—that's that's w- without a doubt. So, and you saw—you saw LSU put out that video, this—this this grand video of why he was going to LSU. Notre Dame did that video, and Brian Kelly came there. LSU just copied the video. I mean, at least be original. I mean, do something on your friggin' own here. You know, I mean, I got your coach. I, again, I'm, I'm not sitting there mad. You got you got our coach because that shit happens. OK, but I mean, my God, you're going to make a video at least be a little original.
3: We talked to you earlier this week and you were saying that you were glad that he went and he spoke to the team at the time. We thought, you know what? It looked like this was like an 11 minute thing. And then it came out. It was like a two minute conversation, just like very bare bones. Hey, thanks. You know, we did great. Right. Does that change anything at all for you? No,
1: I, I'm always happy when they go back. Now, in all honesty, here's some things you can control. And at least I think you can. Now, I've never been in this position. But if Brian, to me, let's just say, we can say Brian Kelly because it was him. But if the coach is talking to the AD or the president of the school he's going to sign with, there is part of me, and again, I don't know if technically it can be done. It's just me and that guy talking. And I would say, listen, I'm going to sign with you, but I do not want this leaked. It's just you and me talking right now. Nobody else knows. I'm going back because he was getting on a a private plane. He was getting on a plane. I'm going back to school and I'm going to tell those players before anything else happens. And if it leaks, I'm going to know what you because we're the only two dealing with this. Now, again... What I don't know was how many more people were involved. And we know it's tough not to leak things. But I would have tried my damnedest to say, my team is going to find out first. But that may be pie in the sky. That may be just me because we rarely, rarely see that happen. Even so, I'm still happy after the fact he went and talked to him. And listen, I don't know how many players showed up. They probably had to. It was mandatory. I don't know how many players gave a shit, you know, and, and didn't care. But there is just something about going and at least looking players in the eye and saying that you're leaving. And he didn't really get into, obviously, why he was leaving. He wasn't going to do that. And I know people were saying, well, they didn't even take questions. Well, what the hell is he going to answer? I mean, you know, all of it is all measured anyway, any response you give. But there is something about me going face to face. But there is something also about, could you do it that way? Could you actually tell a team first? But we haven't really seen that. So maybe, maybe it's just impossible to do. Maybe that's just me wishing that you could tell them first that it was happening. But so I, I'm probably very naive about that. But I'm always happy and I always want them uh, to go back and at least talk to the players.
0: All right, I'll get through these quickly uh, because yeah. I think it's important. Uh, why are they taking their time with the Marcus Freeman announcement and tell the audience what they need to know what? about the guy who is likely going to be the next Notre Dame head coach? Besides the fact that he is the hottest head coach I've ever seen in my life, he is. Yeah, great. he is.
1: He is. When I got. I got a chance to talk with him uh, and uh, one of his oldest, who was a wrestler, by the way. So actually. Him, Me and his 13-year-old son had more of a conversation than me and Marcus did. Marcus was just kind of sitting there listening as we talked wrestling. Uh, but it was great to talk to him. Uh, I love his style. He's an aggressive coach. Why it may be taking so long is, A, you're working out terms, whatever they may be. And it may not all be about money. Remember, you, you had, <clears throat> like Tommy Reese, got offered four hundred thousand more for, for reports to go to LSU so is that was that part of the negotiation you know to, to get to, do they pay end up paying Tommy more? I don't know you know can Marcus sit there and say I need the assistance to get some more money Probably a lot of it could be a background check right I mean uh, so th- that, that happens all the time you, you got to look into everything make sure for you name the next head coach at Notre Dame uh, you know the member George O'Leary, when he took had the job for a short time and then they found some stuff in his background so that could be saying all right we're going to search this thing out so there are things like that but I, that would that would do it but i would imagine it's going to come out pretty soon and be done while we're finding out all the other coaches are saying i think those are all the dominoes uh that are falling to to be able to name him the next coach
0: all right we have a championship weekend coming up an exciting weekend conference championships of course mike uh, the four right now, the playoff, is Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, and Cincinnati. I think everyone agrees with that. Oklahoma State is on the outside. Uh, Notre Dame is, you know, Oklahoma State five, Notre Dame right. six. Um, I am wondering here, Georgia, Alabama. Right. Uh, how do you see, Georgia's defense so, is so good, Mike. My, my concern is Georgia does not have enough offense to comp- to play with Alabama. I think Alabama can, well, can put up. 20-something points against this Georgia defense, I don't think Georgia can put up 20-something against Alabama. Am I wrong?
1: Yeah, you might be a little wrong there because I called the Alabama-Arkansas game and Arkansas came back and scored a lot of points. They gave up 41 in their loss to Texas A&M. So that defense isn't the normal defense we're used to seeing at Alabama. And you're right about the Georgia offense. It is not a juggernaut 40 points a game offense, but I think more than a few teams have scored a decent amount on Alabama to where I think Georgia can still put up points there. And that Georgia defense is, they're ridiculous. I mean, they are ridiculously good. But I'll say this. We know who the four are. That four will remain the same if, obviously, if Michigan wins, if Cincinnati wins, and if Bama wins. Then it will be those four. The order will change. The order will change, mm-hmm. but it will be those four.
0: But, Mike, here's the thing. Are you surprised if Michigan loses to Iowa? Because I wouldn't be.
1: Oh, I would be. Iowa's not that good. Really? Big. I mean, when I say Iowa's not that good. I mean, was number two in the country at one point. Yeah, but. yeah. I, I did the Iowa-Penn State game when they, <laughs> beat, when they beat Penn State. Yeah. One of the main reasons they beat Penn State is because Sean Clifford, the quarterback for Penn State, got hurt. And okay. their backup wasn't ready for, for what was going on. Iowa's defense is good. Iowa's offense is not good. It would surprise me the way Michigan played, especially against Ohio State. If they're anywhere near that, they're going to beat Iowa. When I say Iowa's not one of the better, better teams, I mean for the top like five, six, they're not there. And I think Michigan, the way they played, are. So I I actually think of all the championship games, I think Michigan is going to win that. You know, well, I like Georgia, but it is still Alabama, so I get it. But then I would say Michigan. I like what they're doing. Houston can put up some points. This is Houston's really good, amazing. Mike. Houston Houston's lost good. opening one, opening game. I did the game. Uh, Houston and Texas Tech, and that was, they lost that one, and then they've run the table. And I also did Oklahoma State Baylor this year as well. And it's amazing when you talk Big Twelve how you talk about Oklahoma State's defense. Their defense is phenomenal. We talk about Georgia's defense. Oklahoma State's defense is fantastic as well. So Oklahoma State's the the key one to get ready to jump in there uh, if somebody loses. Listen, I think all the favorites are going to win, and I think Oklahoma State will get in. So I I think it'll be Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State.
0: So you think if Bama loses now...
1: Bama loses and Oklahoma State wins.
0: Even a close game. Yeah, to me, I think. Because, listen... Because Oklahoma Oklahoma, State's power five. Mikey can't do that to a power... Oklahoma State,
1: plus in the last two weeks, the committee ranked Oklahoma in the top ten. Oklahoma State beat him. The committee put Baylor at number nine. They're in the top ten. If Mm -hmm. Oklahoma State beats them, they're showing the committee we're beating these top ten teams. So, yeah...
0: It's crazy because I could see, obviously, I could see Alabama losing that game. Yeah, yes. I, I think I'll, I happen to think Alabama is going to win, and that means Alabama and Georgia both get in. But yes, I could see exactly Alabama right. losing that game. I could see Cincinnati losing to Houston. I could even see Michigan losing to Iowa. I know you said Iowa's not that good, but then that opens up two spots. I mean, two or three spots, Mike. Like, it's going to be a crazy
3: weekend. Do you think the Brian Kelly thing impacted Notre Dame in the rankings? They
1: said the, the, the well, they stayed the same. But the committee did say that they will take that into consideration in the final rankings, which to me yeah. is bullshit. Yeah, it punishes the fair. kids that stayed. It's, ex- it's exactly right. I do not think that is fair, and I think that is complete bullshit if they do it. But I believe they said that they were going to take that into consideration.
3: Mike, we were uh, we were what we thought was, you guys and I, gearing up for a Luke Fickle Pickle, which uh, I will explain to you. Because yeah. it, it doesn't seem like it's going to get off the ground, no. so a fickle, fickle yeah, yeah, fickle. As you know, was at one point rumored, uh, particularly be by me and Stugatz to be going to Notre Dame. Right. Uh, however, he is also coaching the number four team in the country. So we were looking at the schedule, and we concocted a situation in which he would know at a certain point in time if. I believe Alabama won or lost the game uh, and would know more or less what was going to happen in the Oklahoma state game. So we had him scoreboard watching while coaching a game. And deciding because Fickle was going to be in the playoffs one
0: way or another, right? Because that game's at noon. So you have the Oklahoma State-Baylor game at noon. So we know yeah. the outcome of that game. And, so he's and gonna...
1: they're at the same time with Alabama-Georgia. They're going yeah. to the scoreboard watch
0: that yeah. one. Yeah.
3: So we, he's going to be watching, he was going to be watching <laughs> the number five game. And then he was going to be watching the one versus three game. And if the one seed got up a nice big lead and his game was close, we had a situation where he may throw his game. So that his team would be out in Cincinnati, then accept the Notre Dame job (laughs) so he would still be in and make the playoffs with his new team. And then he'd either go coach in the first round or if Notre Dame pulled off an upset and made it to the national championship, he would then swoop in and just coach the national championship game.
0: I can tell you right now what Mike is thinking before he responds to this. He thinks, Billy, that you and I should find some better fucking things to do with our time.
1: I mean, Billy, Billy, does your head hurt at all after you think of these things? Because it's hard for me to follow. I mean, it blows. I thought you were going to go as far as to ask me, will Luke Fickle scoreboard watch? But
3: you you went a whole different well, no, direction. He, he wouldn't uh, scoreboard watching. Oh, would, yeah. He would be. yes. Well, yeah.
1: I thought it was going to happen there. Like, There's a
0: reason go. they haven't announced this Marcus guy yet. I
3: mean, I mean the re- the real issue where, where Fickle was in, like, an extra hard pickle <laughs> is the fact that the Michigan game was so much later. Because if that game would have been earlier, things would have right. been a lot easier for Fickle. But instead, he had to watch the scoreboard wall coaching.
1: <laughs> the Fickle pickle. Who doesn't like a good pickle? That's yeah. what I'm saying. This yeah. Market, wow. This market, this market, I, I, I just I just learned to glaze over when you start these things. Mm. Oh, Why?
3: Wow. I would take it seriously. Yeah. 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 No, I really do. Yeah. I mean, we won't, We told you keep an eye on
0: the Falcons, and I haven't given up Man, on them yet. Yeah. You did. Yeah. I'm still yeah.
1: waiting. Yeah. Well, what do
0: you mean? They're a playoff team right now. I mean, I think. I don't know. Anyway, uh, if that wasn't bad enough, Mikey, has a scenario for you. Go ahead. Oh, No. Turn your no, is actually
4: realistic. No, <laughs> mine is actually a realistic scenario. Hey, what do you mean? I'll be the judge of that. I'm just curious what you th- – okay, Sorry. Oklahoma State loses, Cincinnati loses, right. Michigan loses, Georgia wins. Who gets in?
0: Well, Notre Dame's in for sure. Yep. That's Notre Dame in. Okay, that's so his dream two. scenario. Mikey, yeah, that's his dream scenario. I mean, <laughs> oh, so,
4: uh, so. his is Cincinnati and Oklahoma State lose, but I'm
1: saying well, Michigan also. Well, wins. well, I mean, who is who's seven and eight? Because I think Ohio Baylor is State. nine, and they're not playing. Ohio State is seven. They're not playing with two losses. Oh, miss. And they're not playing. But I think
0: I think Bama gets in in that scenario.
1: I think Bama might get in and Baylor might get in. Mm. Yeah. Remember, because Baylor would be dropping one of those teams.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get out of here on this note. Since uh, your new head coach, as I said earlier, is the best-looking head coach anywhere in yeah. sports, uh, I am looking for your top five. And I'll go to Mikey A first here if he has his ready. <laughs> Uh, top five best-looking head coaches anywhere in football, college or pro. Okay? I want it from Mike EA, then Billy, then Mike Golick, and then I'll give you mine. All right? Although Mike Golick said me right. 10. Uh, <laughs> I did. Sorry.
4: I I, stood, I stayed in the NFL. I didn't think I needed to leave the NFL. Number five, I had Brian Flores. Excellent. Number four, I had Sean McVay. Okay. And a surprise. Number three, I had Cliff Kingsbury. Right. Number two, I had our guy Robert Sala. And number one,
0: Kevin Stefanski, the very good list. Yeah. very very good yeah. list. I would uh, I would tell McVay to get the hell out of there. I, that would just that's just really, mine. yeah. Why you have McVeigh and Billy? You have McVeigh on your list? I
3: mean, no, I'm just trying to advance the conversation. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah, good job.
3: Really, <laughs> good I I just heard part of it. I'm like, hmm, interesting point. <laughs> that's an old
0: radio trick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for Dan for years, yeah. <laughs> two decades. Interesting.
4: Like,
0: a hmm. <laughs> ah, <laughs> <high of laughs> take you know really? Oh, Big
3: go ahead, Bill. Oh man, uh, hmm, number five.
1: I'm I, gonna I have, a go. Five. Yeah. have a tie at five.
0: You have a tie at five. Of course one. he does. Why wouldn't he? Well, I do. I mean, listen. Now- I'll, I'll just <laughs> uh, go ahead. Go does ahead. this have to be current? Like what they could yes, look yes, like no because, yes like he let asked a lot why. of questions i'm gonna okay? tell you oh why, god
1: billy <laughs> just just answer the <laughs> question is this
4: first on the outside
3: looking in <laughs> no i'm gonna tell you why <laughs> yes, at one yes. point in time i think lane would have been in that list but i feel like he's fallen off the list he's
1: not in the nfl or you said college yeah, 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 I said, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: you're right you're right, right, you're right, you're yeah. right. Whoa, whoa, he's yelling whoa, he's very angry when he was and when he was an nfl coach i mean come on i think you disagree with that he's he's very upset
1: over the figure. we're talking about the now Billy the <laughs> now. okay
3: so sorry Lane but you've fallen off as by the way his Cliff Kingsbury I don't think he's in my top five anymore
1: wow there
0: was a time where Kingsbury was number one on my list he no longer is I will just yeah. say that yeah hmm <laughs> I'm gonna go with Robert Sala excellent at number five my wife thinks he's so
3: hot does she mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with cold weather Matt LaFleur at number four but not warm weather no because we got we got a little peek this week at what cold weather does and it was working for LaFleur (laughs) where before not really catching my eye so is it
4: number dream house Robert Sala Mm, or
3: is it like no Sala's Sala's in there like cemented yeah he's he's fine uh number three I would say 2020 mask Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> There's just something about the removing of the mask that, that ruined I ruined f- it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I can't point it out, but I think may- <laughs> maybe it's more of a compliment to his eyes than anything. But uh, once the mask came off, I'm like, hmm, this right? isn't the person that I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Mike.
4: <Go> ahead. <laughs> Number
3: three, I'm going to say I feel
4: personally attacked by
3: that. <laughs> Mike Tomlin. Right. Good. Mm -hmm.
0: I like your list, Bill. And number one. Oh, Did you skip two? You skipped
1: number two. Well done. No,
0: I think he had, I think he. this is number one. (laughs) No, I think
3: I may have said number three twice is what may have happened. So
0: you're saying
1: Tomlin
3: is two? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, let's go over this again.
1: Or should
0: should we just move on? (laughs) No, start from the top, Bill.
3: (laughs) I think five was Sala, four was Cold Weather LaFleur. Three was Mask Kevin Stefanski. Two
7: Tom, Tom. Mike Tomlin. Uh,
3: yep. 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 And one
4: uh-huh.
3: <laughs> We'll say Robert Flores. All right. Yeah. Yep.
1: Robert Flores?
4: Yeah. I think he means Brian Flores. I mean there Brian you Flores. No, yeah, Flo. Like-
1: Road I'm flow. like, what the hell, Robert Flores? Robert Flores used to work with me at ESPN. I think, I think, you're, well, I yeah. think what we're all learning
3: together is I didn't actually make a list. Nah, I that oh, I think,
0: I think yeah, that was, was horrible. An, it was an excellent <laughs> job, but but doing it over again was an excellent buy. Yeah, way that was by even by better. To, to get, get the wrong right Flores. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Rob Flo.
1: I'm going to do a, a quick separate number one for best bodied coach. Oh wow,
0: that's
1: Dan Campbell.
0: Okay, easily. Yes.
4: Yeah. Yes. I mean, Jeff
1: yes. would like a word. No, uh, come on. No, he would not. No, no would Vrabel's not. got a little more of a gut going. Campbell mm-hmm. doesn't, man. And Two years of, ago, yeah. maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I like, uh, listen, I, I'm not going to change a lot from you guys. I think Sala is, mm-hmm. I, I, nothing like, when you're bald, it could be a good-looking bald guy, man. There ain't nothing like that. Mike's still trying to do that, my son. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, Four, I have Brian Flores, not Robert Flores. I'll go with Brian mm-hmm. Flores. Right. Uh, Three, I put Kingsbury. Two, I put Stefanski. I would go Matt Lafleur, number
3: uh, one. Ah, Lafleur. Cold yeah. weather or any weather? Yeah,
1: yeah. any weather.
3: Okay. Any weather. What are yeah. six through ten? Just out of curiosity.
1: I, I I was asked to give five. I don't have six through ten. Oh, <laughs> well, I have them. I did have the- I did have Marcus Freeman in there. Now that oh. he's going to be a head coach, even though it's at the college ranks, it's a it's a very good looking mm-hmm. young man.
0: So I have, uh, at number five, a tie for five. I have Cliff Kingsbury. He's still in there. He's dropped. He used to be number one. I Why have Tom Flores. You- okay. <laughs> Why do you always have a tie? <laughs> I don't know. I can't make decisions, Billy. Okay? <laughs> you know me well enough. Uh, number four, I actually have a warm-weather Matt LaFleur. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay. I can't believe you went cold-weather, Billy. That was yeah. amazing. Uh, number three is Rob Sala. Uh the mm. Jets head coach. Uh number uh Billy, I cannot believe it. I also had an un I a masked Kevin Robert Stefanski. Flores no. uh. <laughs> as number two. <laughs> a masked Kevin Stefanski at number two. I have Tom Flores, okay? He is both bu- yeah. and then at number one I have Marcus Freeman. That is the best yeah. looking coach. Yeah. Anywhere in any
1: sport period. So I you mean, mixed really- a pro okay, you mixed pro in college. If I could have yeah. done that, I would have had him right up there. If I did that, I would have done that too. Oh wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Billy, you're just seeing him for the first time, Times, right? It happened to yeah. me yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. Was- <laughs> Oh changed.
1: <laughs> I was either gonna go all college or all pro. I didn't know we could mix and match. I would I would probably have to drop you know my number five out of there, which yeah. I think was Sala. We can know, mix get, and match get Freeman in there. I would well, huh? have Freeman there for sure.
0: Okay, so Mike, if you want though, Billy is now just seeing Freeman for the first yeah. time. If you would like Billy to do his list again, <laughs>
1: oh God, please no. I'll just, just just say Freeman's in it, and, and we'll leave it at that. I'll we'll keep it all the, the
0: same except
3: Robert Flores is now out. <laughs> okay. So, so is Brian Flores. They're both out.
0: All, right. all the Flores? is are yeah. out. Okay. All right. God bless football, guys. God
6: bless Go football. Up. This thing right here is going to make my picks this week because I f- suck. <laughs> God, yeah. I'm going to have better luck with this quarter. <laughs> so bad.
8: You got one, though.
6: Thank God the Ravens almost shit on themselves, too. And then the Bucks game, I'm like, perfect. They're going to kick a field goal and take a push. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Fournette breaks it again. I'm like, are you shitting me?
8: That's a curse.
0: I don't even want to hear it. All right. <laughs> hey, Joppa, why are you yelling at me? What did I do? <laughs> I, would, I would yell not, at you, too. I'm, first of all...
6: Like I said, this is making my picks right this week. I'm not listening to your ass. I'm not listening to nobody. The quarter is going (laughs) to give me my shit this week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just to update everyone on the uh, the records. (laughs) No, we don't have to. No, let's do it, Java, real quick. Uh, Last week, Java was one and six. (laughs) (laughs) The best part of that is the one win was the final
7: game of the week, and it came down. To the very last drive. So, like, that was the most important part of the whole thing was can he do the unthinkable and go (laughs) 0-7? Or is he going to get this dub? That's what the best part
0: was for sure. Oh, my God. All right, Chris, by the way, last week was 4-3. and Not terrible, Chris. Pretty good. I'll take it. Mojo, my man. 5-2, and Mojo. Go ahead and gloat.
7: Well, I don't know if there's anything to gloat about. At this point, it's just expected. When you have... This firm a grasp of the spread, you're expected to win. <laughs> and that's all this boils down
0: to. Mojo, this, Mojo, you didn't know we were picking against the spread when we started. I mean, we make the no, spread, baby. Joba, you shake your head, but the guy who knows the least is usually the guy who knows the most. You know what I mean?
6: It's without a doubt, 100% true, like. Literally he goes and he's like, I'm undefeated. We'd already had two games and no game for finish for the day. And we're like, uh, no, you're not undefeated. Like, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> All right. The records, okay, after week twelve. Wait, uh no, Jab- no, we
6: don't have to say him. We don't have to say him. It's okay.
0: I do have to say him. I have to update the audience, Java. I'm sorry about <laughs> sorry about that, man. Uh six and twelve for java Chris, you are ten and eight. Not bad, Chris. Okay. Yep. And Mojo, you are thirteen and four five holy damn shit.
7: man i don't know what else i need to say guys i guess people should start listening to me so
0: <laughs> or not listen to java either way <laughs> <laughs> i mean if,
6: if you look at it either way i think it's a win just go on the opposite side of me and then just look at mojo and don't pay attention and have no idea what the hell you're talking about
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait so you're gonna flip a coin this week is that
6: every game i'm flipping a coin that's it i don't i no. love it that's all. That's how it's gonna be. We'll say, dude. You know if what? you it's go zero and go seven
7: or one and six off of flipping the coin, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm a Mets fan, Jabba. Okay, I've said forever, man. Just because of the nature of that position, the arms can wear out that you don't get pitchers, especially one who's who's north of 30, I believe, that kind of money. But the Mets gave Max Scherzer, I don't know, $140 million over three years, something like that. What do you make of that? Do you agree with my overall assessment of giving a pitcher that much money is, is a super risky thing to do?
6: I mean, yes and no. But if you go back and look at everything that he's done and his just basically from start to finish, and baseball such a numbers-driven with spin rate and everything that goes – He literally has not dropped off. His spin rate, every pitch has been on average the same as it was when he was 30 years old. He'll be 38. And so when you've got somebody like that, that answers the bell every time. And the dude's a maniac. Like, I've played against him and with him since I've been in college. He went to Missouri when I went to Nebraska. He actually, I got newcomer of the year in the Big 12, and he won pitcher of the year. And so we've been facing each other and then played against each other and the big leagues and then we played together when we were in Detroit and when you see what he's done for the longevity and how hard it is at that position to answer the bell all the time and to see how at his age still doing the same thing i mean it's impressive and i mean he is deserving if not more that that because not only does it reflect on what he does on the mound but the way that he carries himself and how other people try to mimic what he does because he's an absolute freak like He throws bullpens in his jersey and his whole uniform because every time he wants to do something, he always plays a game with himself and he understands it. So I get the money is crazy when you think about a 38-year-old dude with a three-year deal. But when you look at his spin rate, you look at everything. Every pitch on average has not dropped off. Everything is the same. And he just continues to go out and shoves every, every year.
0: So you wouldn't be concerned about giving a 38. He's going to be 41 when the contract's over. But you feel like he still has three good years because he was great last year. I mean, he was great.
6: Yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously, I mean, you only have so many bullets to go, but we've seen that his thing is still loaded and it's full to go because, I mean, like I said, his velocities on average from everything from his cutter to his slider to his changeup to his fastball, I mean, just continues to stay the same and, and he rides it throughout the entire game. It's not like he's 97 in the first and then you know, in the seventh, eighth inning. I mean, the dude bunted and broke his nose and pitched the next day. Like, come on, man. This dude's <laughs> out of his mind. It's it's fun to watch him. It was fun to be a teammate. You hated when you were playing against him because you knew it was gonna be a battle, but playing with him was fantastic. He's
0: the football player playing baseball. That's what he is. He's nuts. All right, are you guys ready to pick games? Are you ready Jobby? You ready to flip a coin?
6: <laughs> I got Idaho, so let's see how Idaho does for me. If Idaho sucks, I'm gonna pick another state next week. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>! <laughs> so here we go. Giants at Dolphins. The Dolphins are a three-point favorite at home. Dolphins are a hot team. I think they've won four straight. Jabba, go ahead and flip that coin, my friend.
6: What do we got? Heads, Giants, Tails, Dolphins? Sure. We got Tails, Dolphins.
0: All right, Tails, Dolphins. So uh, we're going Dolphins minus three at home. The coin is, not Jabba. Dolphins (laughs) minus three at home uh, over the Giants. Let's go to uh, Chris next. Chris, who do you have here?
8: Man, I'm... uh... I see it happen every year, especially with the Patriots. They go down to Miami in the winter, and they get blown out. So, I'm going with Miami here.
0: Okay. Uh, Mojo? Doors Dang open, Mojo. It. Yeah. i got. It. I wanted Miami the whole time. You know what? From now on, when I'm
7: first place, I'm just going to go first so I don't have to feel like I'm copying anyone else's <laughs> picks. But that leads me to make bad decisions sometimes. I literally was going through my picks last week, and I can't remember which game it was, but I was like, why on earth would I pick this team? That's such an awful pick. And I went back and I listened and I literally only picked him because I wanted to be the opposite of Chris. So <laughs> this is starting to bite back at me. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Dolphins because that's okay. what I would have said.
8: <laughs> Jabba, man, you got to break down your logic. So you flip it. It lands on tails and you pick the home team. How does that work?
6: Whoever Stu got says first is gonna be heads. Whoever he says second will be tails the whole time. Right,
0: good, right? good, that works. That, that, that's fair. All right, so we'll go Mojo first here. Okay, Chargers at Bengals. Bengals are a three-point favorite. Chargers, pretty good team. Um, so it's you know fairly even matchup here. A uh, home team gets a field goal usually, and that's what the Bengals have here. So Cincinnati minus three uh, at home against the Chargers. Uh, Mojo, who you going with? Well, I did
7: say I would never wanted to pick the Chargers again this season because I think I'm like 0 for 5 when I've picked them. So, that being said, I'll pick the Chargers.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, Jabba, go ahead and flip that coin. I will say, Jabba, if it's heads, it's Bengals. If it's tails, it's Chargers. Tails. Chargers. Right. I'm going Bengals for sure. Then
6: <laughs> wait.
4: If you notice, he caught that one and did the flip, so it's, yeah, he it's he's,
0: he's involved with shit. it now. Yeah, yeah. All right, we go Chris first here. Okay, Ravens at Steelers. Steelers are plus three. Ben Roethlisberger looks like he's done. Uh, Steelers are plus three. Chris Gronkowski, who you going with? Now I'll go with Ravens here. Uh, Mojo, you're going to go second here. The coin will go third. Go ahead. Boom. Maryland, baby. We're going the Ravens because
7: anytime you have a quarterback that can throw four picks and still win, uh, they'll probably win by even more when he doesn't.
0: <laughs> All right, Jabba, I'm going to go uh, heads here for the Ravens, tails for the Steelers, okay? He's flipping it. Tails tails you have ben roethlisberger that's <laughs> <He's laughs> all right java
8: he's gonna end up winning that one watch java
0: you couldn't do any worse i mean don't worry no about doubt me. i don't know why i'm <laughs> complaining that you can't get worse right exactly right all right we're going back to mojo here 49ers at seahawks seahawks are plus two and a half at home taking on a very hot and healthy san francisco 49er team uh mojo go ahead niners baby uh, Chris, yeah, you I'm got? going
8: Niners, man. I'm not taking the Seahawks. They're bottom right. three in offense and defense. All
0: right. I'm tempted to tell uh, I'm tempted to tell Jobby here, heads, it's the Niners, tails, it's the Niners. <laughs> <I> mean, <Yeah. laughs> but we'll go heads, Niners, tails, Seahawks, Jabba. Tails, Seahawks. Oh, man.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness.
3: <laughs> this
4: is every game this week. Oh, this it's going to be unbelievable.
0: All right, I haven't got one heads yet. No, you have it. Let's see if you get it here. You're going to go first wait, here.
4: Wait, real quick. Does your son, is he going to then flip a coin or how's that going to work? Yeah. No,
0: he, I, he's got a bum ankle.
6: He doesn't even know if he's going to play in his first game. I uh. Don't get okay. me started
0: on that. All right. All right. We won't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Broncos at Chiefs. Are you t- are You calling your son soft? What are you doing here? Well,
6: he's a little bit he's soft as Chiefs every once in a
0: while. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos at Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs are a nine-point favorite uh, at home at Arrowhead. Uh, Jabba, I will say uh, heads for the Chiefs, tails for the Broncos. Okay.
4: Heads.
0: Chiefs, you like that? That uh, shit. It can't get any worse, like you said. All right. Uh, so Jabba has the Chiefs. Uh, Chris, uh, Chiefs minus nine. Who you got?
8: Boom, going Broncos.
0: you go going Broncos, okay. And uh, Mojo, who you going? You have the final pick here.
7: Oof, nine points. You know, this is a lot where of the points. spread comes mm. into play. So since I know so much about the spread and mm. nine points
6: being a lot of points, in the spread, uh, I'll go ahead and say Denver as well. Okay. Why, didn't you t- why didn't you say Chris's favorite line and be like, oh, I'm going to take the
0: points? I'll take the points. He doesn't know what that I- means I- yet.
7: I'd like to take the points, please. <laughs>
0: right. Chris, that's uh, a point, great point. Mean, if he just says take the points, he's not certain who he's taking. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'll take uh, points. Oh, God, I love the three of you. Jabba, do you have anything you want to promote? Anything besides, nope. besides your new show down the road? I mean, <laughs> yeah,
6: we'll get there. That, that'll be a good one once we, once we do that. But, I, I mean, he took a week off, so I want to see what Chris has got for us this week. All right.
8: Ooh. Hey, All I don't right. think you guys want to know because um, I do have some coins on the way, and uh, I wasn't supposed to tell you guys yet because you might get a little mad, but uh, Beyond Protocol is coming into the bank account. So I have to give him a little shout out here today.
0: Excellent. Well done. How about the that ice was shaker? Terrible. It was terrible. But we'll let Mojo clean it up here in a minute. Mojo, uh, thank
1: you
7: it, man. I even called you right before this podcast so we could talk about it. And <laughs> you <for> this, thing. <laughs> this
0: wasn't what we discussed. What did you discuss? Just out of curiosity. <laughs>
7: Well, we gave talking points. We didn't want to over script the thing, you know. I, know. So I wanted to give him a little freedom to uh, flap his wings here. But next week, I'll send the script.
0: <laughs> give me a favor, Mojo. Send me the talking points next week. And so you and I can put a you know a clinic on and show him how it's done together. Okay. Me Let's book
7: 30 minutes before right. the next call. Okay. And we'll all come on except for Chris. And we'll find a way how to reach him and work through this and just find a way to help each other help him. Okay. So, 30-minute uh, prep time for a 30-second plug with five people. We should be able to figure it out.
0: Mojo, show them how it's done. Show everyone how it's done, Mojo. All
7: right. Well, let me talk about my guys over at Super Jeweler. Super Jeweler, where I can say when you go to your webs- their website, you can get up to 85% off for the holiday season. 85% off. And I know what you're thinking when you're giving away that much off of your jewelry can it possibly be that good well the answer is absolutely because newsweek newsweek just rated super jeweler the number one top rated online jeweler on the planet so when you have the number one top rated online jeweler on the planet and they're giving away up to 85% off, babe, you will never find a better deal in the history of all deals ever. So go to superjeweler.com or at superjeweler on Instagram. Check them out. Tell them Mojo sent you. And there you go, baby. Happy holidays. That's the gift right there. Java,
0: that's how you do it when you get your show, okay? Yeah, he, he really wants that engagement ring. He really, really <laughs> <Yeah. out there. laughs> um, Chris, we should friend, congratulate guys. you on the birth of your fourth child. Not, not Maki, by the way. I am sorry for that,
7: okay? No, Chris, tell them the big significance of this child in particular, though.
8: Yes, it's, um, it's a girl. Oh, wow, congratulations. We got, we got a fourth one's a girl.
7: But tell them why having a girl in the Gronkowski family is such a significant out of this world thing.
8: Man, that's like, yeah, I think we're, um, we have about the same odds as um,
0: Jabba winning a game (laughs) to have a girl. Are your other three kids boys? Yep, three boys. Your poor wife. Uh, Do you have any sisters? No, no, oh, five you poor boys. Poor mom. I mean, Jesus <laughs> <God. laughs> Christ.
7: Chris is one of five boys. His brother Dan had three boys and then actually had a girl as well. Chris had three boys. Uh Big G, uh Chris's dad, they're all boys as well, right?
8: Yep.
7: Unreal. So Dan was the first to have a girl in three generations of like three six eleven 69 boys in a row and then chris <laughs> is having the second girl so two out of
0: 69 gronkowskis are women how about that amazing congratulations man thank you thank you chris i tell you this seriously <laughs> okay i had twin girls okay they are 17 years old that people ask me and i'll be honest with you at the time we found out before they before my wife gave birth baby a girl Baby B. And I'm sitting there like fingers crossed on the table. (laughs) 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 Baby B, girl, okay? And at the time, I'm like, okay, I got two girls. And there was a finality to mine because we knew we weren't having any of the kids, right? So this was it, two girls. People ask me all the time, if you had another child, would you want a boy or a girl? And I would tell you, and I tell them every single time I'm asked that, give me girls. Because it is a life-changing experience, okay? The boys, they don't give a The girls will care about you in a way that no one else has ever cared about you, okay? They'll be there for you, I promise you. Give me a 100 girls, okay? Because there's nothing like it. The relationship between dad and daughter is fantastic. It's the best thing ever. I'll find out soon. You will. You just
7: you will. sold me on having some kids immediately with that promo, Stu. God, how about that? <laughs> I, I mean, best
0: promo the whole thing. Uh, my daughter just came home, so I knew they were listening. Hey? <laughs> <laughs>
6: agree,
7: be all kinds of up after football, wrestling, and baseball. Later. We need somebody to take care of us in a big way. We're going to be all kinds of broken. Maybe the party is more damage to the body than the sports force. We're, so we're going to need some help.
0: How great of an uncle is Rob, by the way? He's got to be the best, right? Like... Yeah, he's good.
8: Gordy's good. The oldest yep. brother. Okay. He shows them how to
7: party. Gord and Rob
0: run. have the same maturity level as these children, so they get along great. Jabba, how do you imagine Big G as a grandfather? Like, just f- hardcore right
6: oh 100 <laughs> he, he put putting through jills put him in the gym already
0: just get him ready to go what would big g say to your son who's not playing in his game <laughs> oh yeah uh, you, yeah you better up, hustle. tape it up and let's go I, I told him that today he's like i'll practice
6: a little today i think i go tape it up and let's go to work like come
0: on all right guys god bless football god bless all three god bless football god bless football boys Billy, I don't even remember at this point how we stumbled into Mojo, Jabba, and Chris Kronkowski, but I love those three. When I say, when I thank them on a weekly basis for putting a smile on our faces, they legitimately put a smile on my face and your face every time we see them. They do. I think
3: that you need to ask Jabba to get Max Scherzer on the show because he seems to have a decent relationship with him.
0: What do you like? Did I miss something there? What happened? Well, like, so I missed, I missed an opportunity to ask Java Chamberlain to get someone on. Yeah. So you were you were excited because Max Scherzer
3: just signed with the Mets mm-hmm. and he went in deep about how he's known him since college and that they competed against each other. They won awards at the same time in college and they were teammates. And then he seems to know Max Scherzer. I don't know how often he talks to him, but I mean, doesn't hurt to ask. Hey, Max, what are you up to? You're not going to be playing baseball anytime soon. There's a lockout. You want to come on a podcast and pick some football games?
0: I I think I'm scarred because Jabba can't even find BJ upped it yeah <laughs> look look if he gets so he's, gonna get, he's gonna get max serzer who's still playing well, pj's not well... i just signed a three-year 130 million dollar co- okay you're right billy i there's, failed listen, I, I should have more faith in java there's the
3: lockout mad max right. is gonna be bored he's gonna want things to do i dropped that nickname just for you Thank maybe you. he wants to come on and just make right. some football predictions you never know okay. the question say. is
0: can he still pitch i mean, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, you know, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. I The Mets, I should not be bashing the Mets. It's ridiculous. Signing because he's been so good for so long, and he has no signs of slowing down. Well,
3: I mean, three years from now, we'll see what positions. But in. if he's okay. good
0: two out of those three years, it would be just worth gonna, it. How about yeah. this?
3: How about this? If you guys, by some chance, if there's a baseball season, if you, by some chance, make it to the World Series, was yes. it worth it? Yes.
0: Just 100%. to make it. Just yes. to make it. Just to make it lose. to the World Yes. Yeah. Yes, hmm. 100% worth it. I mean Bill, we have if they're healthy DeGrom and Scherzer is the best one-two in baseball. It is. I mean Damn. if they're both healthy. God bless hardball. I
3: mean God bless hardball. Oh, guys by the way, I shouldn't tease this but <laughs> We're
0: talking about the sport that's locked out right now. on God yeah. bless football. Yeah. I love this show. Anyway,
3: just a, a quick uh quick little tease. I got yeah. uh, I got word that one of Mojo Gronks and Jabba's uh promised Friends from the Grand Cruz may be available next week to us. So, really? not gonna not gonna name names, but there okay. may there may be a guest next week. We'll see, okay. but it probably won't be Max Scherzer, if we're gonna be completely honest with you.
0: But I am gonna text Java right now because it's a good point by you. I'm gonna send them a text and say, "Hey." Well, I we it's, lost it's over early. The
3: f- <laughs> he's in. I think he's in Nebraska. Don't text him just yet. It's a little early <laughs> time, for this. What time is it there?
0: I, mean. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to send him a text today asking him, like, hey, we kind of glossed over the fact that uh, you went to high school with Max Scherzer. Uh, would you mind he, reaching out to him he again? Didn't. He didn't. Don't say that because he didn't go to high school Just with tell Max Tell me how Scherzer. to say it.
3: Okay? He, he's known him since college. Um, we were teammates on the Tigers. There's nothing about high school in there.
0: I'm still going to go the high school route. Okay, okay good. Wait, just so I'm clear, it was college? Yes. And then teammates where?
3: In Detroit. Okay.
0: Did you know Jabba played in Detroit? Yes. Uh, You did? Yeah. Oh, look at you. Suddenly the Jabba Chamberlain expert. (laughs) I
3: gave you a sheet of things when he came on the first time. I didn't think Jabba was going to be on every week. So the first time I was like, here's some stuff about Jabba if you want to, you know get into this yes. a little bit
0: you did do that
3: uh <laughs> can we do since i mean this seems very loose today can we just talk about real quick on the way out one thing that happens every week that i usually clean up and doesn't make the show sure at least once a week you call chris rob
0: and every I time i know it has to eat at him i know i know you're like rob i know it's it me <laughs> it does it doesn't <laughs> I see his shoulders kind of slouch like I, I sense his I sense what you sense which is his profound sadness. I mean that everyone way. is talking to Chris but wishes they were talking to
3: Rob. Oh, don't say that. That's not true. I'm joking. I like Chris. I love Chris. Hope I get a nice Listen.
0: shaker soon. I know. Listen, if Jabba, if Jabba had seven brothers, there's a good chance I'd call Jabba by the wrong name as well. I mean Mojo's easy. He's got a nickname. It's easy. Yeah. What do you mean? Why are you making that face with me on on Jabba? If Jabba had seven brothers, right? And I mistakenly every week, and one of the brothers was more famous than Jabba. It oh. was Rabba, okay? <laughs> Rabba
3: Chamberlain.
0: Baba. <laughs>
4: There's no and, way anyone's still listening to
0: this podcast
5: at this point.
0: Let's just, let me just go ask Java to get an extra. Right? Yeah. God bless football, everybody. Tell him one more time, Billy, how to play our uh, DraftKings game. I'm getting the f- out of here. DKNG.co
3: slash Levitard, or just look for the link on Twitter and you can compete against us in fantasy. All
0: right. God bless football,